the Minipod with your host, Drew Minnick. Welcome to episode 9 of the Minipod with Drew Minnick. Um, I'm not here with a guest um, this episode because I gave a little preview of what was going to happen um, last episode at the end. Um, we're going to try something a little different and I have a guest on this this week and see, um, go a little, uh, <laughs> I started a dynasty um on NCAA 08, so I'll just kind of, you know, uh, update listeners on that, you know, maybe get some some laughs, some content on that, um, and maybe talk about some other things that, you know, um, I just want to talk about, um, with my, you know, by myself. Um, so, yeah, we'll start with the Dynasty first. Um, so, it was... You know, I, I, I had to name a coach, name my coach, I guess. Uh, his name is Tim Jerns, uh, and I chose Tulsa. Um, if you listen to the Mystery Crate, um, Eleven Heart and Friends uh, Network podcast, uh, you know what that's from. Um, and so I've played two games uh, so far, um, and I've played UL Monroe and BYU, both wins. Um, so the first game started, I thought, you know, I didn't, I didn't really need a warm-up game, anything like that, just went right into it, maybe played, did a couple drills, whatever, and start the game, kickoff, and they return it back for a touchdown. So, not the best way to start the season, um, but ended up winning, I think there were, like, 12 total turnovers in the game, it was crazy, they had, like, seven or eight the other team did it was it was insane but pulled out the dub i think only won by like one or two touchdowns um play the next game uh, byu they uh it was i guess an upset if i would have won because uh, they had a little you know lee corso headgear pick or whatever and he picked tulsa for the upset so i guess it would have been an upset and i ended up winning but uh yeah that game it started off pretty well but then towards uh, at, at one point it was uh 28-10 I was losing to BYU so yeah it, it was going uh going bad pretty fast that was in the second quarter uh then I score 21 straight points you know come back get the momentum tried to be a little too uh, you know, going for it a little too much after I scored the third touchdown. Um, there's, I think, 25 or 30 seconds left in the half. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do onside kick here. If I don't recover it, they're going to get at, like, 45-50. I'm going to hold them, like, and worse, they get a field goal, but I can recover get another touchdown because I'll steal myself, you know? Uh, they recovered it about 45-50 yard line, whatever it was. And one play happens, they get like five yard gain. They call a timeout, and then the next play, I don't understand some of these coverages because it was like a prevent, like a or like a quarters defense, right? Dude just gets lost. Receiver just gets lost, you know. Beats beats the safety and is wide open. Just touchdown. It's like well, kind of got ahead of myself there. Probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, probably should have just, you know, took the lead into half, 31-28. But, no, I was, then I went down. Ended up winning the game, um, I think, by 10, 
or so points. Um, but yeah, definitely a more of an air raid offense. Uh, in the second game, I got the running game going, which is I think would have helped a lot. Um, but defense, uh, we went with. Uh, I chose a. It's a three-three-five, which is just a stack look, which is you know what we what we ran a lot in in high school. My defense, so I kind of knew what was going on. And I chose that you know for a reason. Um, and I think the more I've played, the easier it's gotten on because you have to in this game you have to play every play. You can't like sim some plays, you know, like you can in NCAA fourteen. Um, but I mean that's that's fine. So you have to play defense. Um, so, you know, I've definitely gotten better at that. And I don't understand, uh, I don't know why, it seems to be really easy to return, return kicks because, like I said, in the first game, they returned a kick first play of the game. And I eventually returned uh, a kickoff later in the game, that first game. Then in the second game, my team and the other team each return a kick, and I also, I also return a punt return so i don't understand like i think it's before the kickers like before they changed they made the rule change where the kickers like kicked at a different yard yard line so it's easier to return kicks i don't know but it seems to be a flaw in the game <laughs> but oh well um so yeah there's you still gotta recruit gotta do everything like this I've also already had uh, my first suspension. Um, it said the player, uh, he was like the third or fourth string running back, that he was um, paying people to take his exams. And so <laughs> there was a report that got leaked about that. And so I, had, I suspended him, I don't know what it was, five or six games. Just because I first was going to be like, what do I suspend him for? Because uh, my next game is against Oklahoma. So I was like, uh, I can't have my starting running back out against Oklahoma, the number six ranked team in the country. But he's like a freshman is like four strengths. It's like, all right, you got six games. Because <laughs> I could choose how much they suspension they got. So that that's what I got so far. Um you gotta recruit recruiting is you just gotta like have hours and stuff and i probably should have done this i went probably a little bit you know i i was definitely i'm definitely went for uh the higher recruits um like because it shows you know positions that you're gonna need next year um and so those guys i like tried recruiting the number one guy uh as of right now though I am on the top three of the number one middle linebacker uh, recruit. So, you know, might get him. He's also getting offers from Ohio State. So, and he's from Ohio. So, I might not get him. But he's scheduled to come to a visit uh, to Tulsa against Oklahoma. So, we'll see how it goes. Um, I will update you guys. Um... Uh, anything else that happens, but just want to give a quick update. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for listening. Um, let's pick up where we left off. So, we were about to play Oklahoma, number six ranked team in the nation. We were playing at Tulsa, 
big game ahead. Scheduled a big time recruit to come to the game. Hard fought game. Hard hard nosed team. A real defensive battle. Tulsa. Tim Jerns gets the dub. Ten to seven against Oklahoma with a last second field goal. Seven seven going into the last drive. Put together a drive. About takes about a minute and a half. March down the field. Gets it into about the five yard line. Kicks it in with three seconds left. Big game. Big win for the program. After that, we get the number one rated middle linebacker to commit to Tulsa. Big time game. So we're riding high. Going to the next game against UAB. Solid game. Wasn't wasn't too close. Won by, I think, a couple touchdowns. Solid game all around. No letdown game. Next game comes up. We got UTEP. Uh, this is the second conference game. UAB was the first was conference opener. Then we got UTEP. At UTEP. Uh, day game. Starting quarterback gets injured first quarter. Tough. Injury prognosis, six weeks. Torn labrum. Just just terrible, terrible timing. So at this point, we got the backup in. And I think we're down a, t- a touchdown. Uh, game's not going well. Then our second and third wide receivers also get injured in this game. So we're hanging on by a thread. Then it just all falls apart. We're throwing picks where there are two or three picks, which isn't even, which isn't a ton, but we had five bumbles. One of them on a freaking punt return. How does that even happen? This is ridiculous. And we end up getting just smashed by like 30 some points. Just ter- It was a game, you know, we couldn't. Couldn't stand defeated for long, I guess. Terrible game. We come back, try to get that bounce back win. We're going to... We are then playing um, Marshall. And then it's a solid game. Pretty close going back and forth, you know. But we end up marching down the field. We're up a touchdown marching down the field. Bleeding clock. About half of the... To half of the fourth quarter, we're marching down the field, get it in, punch it in, put us up two scores, and with about 20 seconds left, seals the deal. Recruiting, going decent, not terrible. Uh, we got a couple, a couple guys who are going to be coming on their official visits in the uh, upcoming weeks, but all in all, doing well. Uh, we're ranked 45th in the nation. Not terrible. Maybe hopefully we can climb a little bit more and maybe get a, a top 25 rank uh, here soon. So, you know, we're, we're getting into the second half of the season. We got six games under our belt. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how the, the, the meaty part of the conference schedule works up. I think, I think we got a good shot to win the conference championship um, just that UTEP loss. Uh, if UTEP if UTEP loses, um, I think they're th- I think they're one and one or two two and one in the in the conference right now. So hopefully we can get that conference championship. And 
I will uh, check in with you guys uh, after we play some more games. Um, and yeah, so I'll see you. Welcome back to the mini pod. It's been a roller coaster, uh, if I do say so myself, these past uh, few games at Tulsa. It's been so. Let me just plan out what happened here. So, first thing was at what happened was the PS2. Something happened that it did not save. So. I had played the Marshall game, as I had already said, and then I had played UCF and SMU. All three of those games did not save. So, I went back to, I said, well, I've played all three of them. Do I really want to go through and play them all again? And I had won all three games, mind you. Uh, whether or not you believe me, I guess that's on you. But, I'm like, well, I'm just going to simulate them. And then I lost all three. So... I guess that's what happens sometimes. And <sighs> lost a couple of recruits probably because of the losing. <laughs> so that was a big blow. Um, but we came back. After those three games, we came back and we played, um, I believe, yes, it was Tulane. So we played Tulane. Uh, you know, the green wave against the Golden Hurricane, the big rivalry. Uh, and we came out a little frustrated, and we smacked him in the mouth. 28-3 final score. Just clapped him, you know. And so we're going on a high note. I think that put us um, at 2-4 and four in the conference, our record. Um, and we had fallen to... I don't know, I think it was in the mid-60s as our overall ranking. So, it was a little tough. But then we come back. Um, we then play Houston. And this one, uh, we were down 23 in the second quarter. 23. And, oh, I forgot to mention this. So, during those simulated games... That would what had happened. So as you've already know, my starter was out six weeks because of a torn labrum. Well, during those three games, my second string gets hurt. Yes. So I'm playing Tulane and Houston with my third string quarterback, who looks like every time he he's so small that it looks like every time he's gonna he might crumble. Um, and then my number one wide receiver also got injured during those simulated games. Yeah. And I still pull out those next two wins. So, but then, uh, we, anyway, we get into, uh, the Houston game. So 20 to three at the end, or it's like middle of the second quarter. Uh, I scratch and crawl tooth and nail, crawl my way back, bit by bit. Ending score is 34-26. Ended up being a, was up 31-26 with a 51-yard field goal. Uh, about to kick with about 20 seconds left. 
uh, it's a big kick. You know, a lot of pressure on that kick. You miss that kick, they got 15, 20 seconds to score a touchdown, and they only got to go 55-ish yards because of the field position. Well, my kicker, you know, he's he's got some kunas on him, so he just steps up, nails it straight down the middle. Puts us up, eight-point lead, kickoff, wastes a few seconds, and then they get, like, one or two plays. Game over. So we... Our record is six and four now, so not bad. Realistically, should be nine and one. You know, that, that's what it should be. Should be nine and one, but it's all right. We only got about two recruits right now, probably because went a little too high on them, and went after too high of recruits, too highly rated. So yeah, they don't want to go to Tol uh, Tulsa. So. But right now I have two, and I'll probably only end up two. But I only had two needs. So hopefully we'll see how it goes. So we got a couple games left. Um, I'll update you guys um, after those few games. We'll see. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we should. We are bowl eligible now. Um, but hopefully we'll get in a solid bowl. Hopefully we can end up 8-4. Solid record. Um and you know make some noise uh, then we'll see what happens in the off season so be back soon welcome back to the mini pod hope you're enjoying it so far um so we finished the season first season under our belts um the, the season's finished. Uh, we won out the regular season. You know, got a big, big win against our rival Rice. Um, and our starting quarterback came back the last two games. Um, so that was a, a help to the team. Uh, and then it was bowl season. So we finished the season, regular season 8-4. and four, And got to the bowl season. And we got Boise State. Number 16 in the country in the Hawaii Bowl. Great matchup for us. Uh, show the world uh, who we really are, you know. Um, we were definitely the underdog. Uh, we were ranked 38th going into that game. They were ranked 16th, like I said. Had the runner-up, the running back, uh, starting running back on their team was the runner-up in the Heisman. Uh, they were the number 4th rated offense in the nation averaging 450 yards a game um so yeah we had a lot a lot coming on our plates uh in that game uh game starts starts out well you know we're marching we're moving um after we get three and out from then they, they got the ball first three and out we get the ball march down score but as we're about to score starting quarterback we're about the six yard line uh he we're, we're in a shotgun we got uh we got two receivers to our left three to our right you know empty backfield we're going empty we're going empty at the seven yard line is what it was at you know we got to mix things up a little bit when you got to beat better teams than you you know so what happens is no one's open but we got a little lane to our right quarterback is not a runner at all but you know he can scramble a little bit just because that, that's more the user not much the player but so he's scrambling a little bit guy coming up 
guy kind of shoestring, you know, kind of tackle, trips him up at like the two-yard line, gets injured, sprained ankle, tripped him up on the ankle, sprains it, out for three weeks, he's out for the rest of the game, rest of the season, backup comes in, no problem, we've, uh, we've dealt with this issue before, he's got plenty of reps under his belt, so, you know, we end up scoring, we're up 7-0, we're feeling good, what happens is, we, they come down, they don't score again. We score again. Then they, they get a field goal. All right. Then we, we were about to score. Uh, put us up 21-3. Fumble. Receiver fumbles. We're about the 20, we're about 25-yard line about to score. Fumbles. All right. No big deal. About a minute left and a half. They come back. We hold them. Three and out. Boom. Use some timeouts. 20 seconds left. We get the ball at the 40, at our 40, after the punt. Okay. Two plays. Ran two plays. Guys in field goal position. 30-yard line. 47-yard kick. Boom. Kicker, you know, he's, he knocks that. That's easy for him. Knocks it in. 17-3 going to the half. Big underdog. We're feeling good. Riding high. Come at halftime. Receive it. Moving. Moving the ball well. Scoring first possession, 24-3. We're just annihilating them at this point, right? Their offense is doing nothing. Under 100 yards of total offense. Uh, you know, they're the fourth-ranked offense. You know, nope, not today. Nope. Uh, we then have a chance. We hold them to a point, to a punt. When it's 24-3, they punt. We, we catch the punt. Guy maybe should have called a fair catch, maybe, but catches it, runs about, takes about two steps, gets hit decently hard, fumbles. They get the ball. They're about to, they're, they're on our 25, 20, 25 yard line. First play they score. Change the momentum. 24 10, but that's fine. What is that? This little sudden change that happens. A little sudden change. So, you know what we do? We hold up our hand, sudden change sign, and we get back at it. That's what happened. Come down. We're marching down the field. At this point, it was almost the end of the third quarter. That's all right. We're marching down the field. Hand the ball off. Run down the clock. Boom, boom. Fourth quarter hits. Still marching. Still marching. What happens is we get another fumble. Another one. This is our third fumble of the game. We were almost in the red zone about to score again. Or was in field goal range. Fumble again. Three on the game. It's alright. We've dealt with this before. We hold them again. They get nothing. At this point, there's about two and a half minutes left. <sighs> what am I thinking? I'm thinking... We 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 just got to get a couple first downs to win this game. We're up two possessions. You know. Corso was wondering why they were punting down two possessions with two and a half minutes left. Two and a half minutes left. I'm wondering the same thing, but that's what they're doing. Uh, they punt it. We get the ball. We are marching down the field. Now there's a big third down coming up. They've used all their timeouts. There's about a minute left. I was running jumbo package. Running the ball a lot. I said, you know what? We're going to go play action jumbo package. I find my lineman who is playing tight end. 
runs a little corner route, a little shortened corner route. Boom, hits him, makes a catch, gets tackled, first down. Big play by the big man. We eventually uh, go down, uh, and we score with four seconds left, you know, just to show him who's boss. We're up 24-10, maybe could have took a kneel. No, we don't let up. 31-10, final score. Great uh, finish of the season. Um, had a little bumps in the road in the middle bit, a little bit, some injuries, you know, unforced errors. That happens sometimes, but you know what? Finished finish the season well on a high note. So, and the season comes up. We got a decision to make. Tulsa offered Tim Jern's four-year extension. You know, we hit their goals, beat our rival, beat our rival, uh, went to a bowl, and uh, won a game against a top 25 team. We actually won a game against two top 25 teams. Um, and, but you know who else was calling? Oregon. Oregon went 2-10 and 10 last year. Fired their coach. Rough season for them. I... You know, was a four-year decision, four-year extension, or Oregon? Oregon's solid program. You know, they they hadn't gone. Uh, you know, this was a little bit farther back, so they hadn't made those those strides. You know, they weren't impressing the recruits with the with the uniforms yet, but they were getting there. You know, I think this is this is time to start the program. So, Tim Jones makes a tough decision, leaves Tulsa, goes to Oregon. And that's that that ends uh, ends his run at Tulsa. So I didn't know if you guys enjoyed this little walkthrough that we did here on the mini pod, just trying something new, trying new stuff. Um, if you don't enjoy it, tell us, tell me that's all right. If you did cool. Um, yeah, it's just, just trying stuff new, you know? Um, and Next, uh, next segment, we're gonna, um, since we finished the whole Tim Jerns season one, uh, got him under the books, um, you know, maybe we'll provide some up, some updates as the seasons go on because this dynasty ain't over yet, that's for sure. So maybe we'll provide just, just some small little updates on the normal pods we've been doing. We'll see. Um, but, uh, like I said, we're gonna... I'm going to do something different again this last segment before we wrap up here. Um, I just kind of want to, uh, I guess I'll introduce it. Um, it'll be a segment that is about one certain thing. And this is something that um, it'll be just me, you know, just like this. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk about, not really give, I guess maybe a little bit of my opinion, but also just lay out the facts and let everyone decide. I mean, it's not like a, a big issue. It is a slight issue if you've been uh, if you've been listening to um, you know sports media, I guess. But we're gonna talk just a little bit about the the baseball um, negotiations with the owners and the players, and you know why why have they not come to terms uh, more or less? Um, and so it's just a topic that you know I've. Uh, heard a lot about and have um, a lot of information on the the subject, so I just want to inform you guys and just you know it's a, it's a subject topic that you know um, 
I have been looking at and been, you know, getting more information on. So I just wanted to um, do that. So that's what we'll do um, next segment. Welcome back to the mini pod. Um, you know, like I said earlier, we've been trying new things um, on this this episode, and so now we're gonna uh, in the last segment we're gonna move into just kind of something I wanted to talk about. And I explained a uh, preview a little bit earlier about the um, just the whole baseball uh, MLB negotiations, kind of what's going on, because some people may not have all the facts and just like the information that they needed, to maybe even form an opinion. Um, I don't think I'll really be giving an opinion here just because I don't know if you're listening to me for my MLB negotiation opinions. But uh, I've been reading some articles, I'm listening to a lot of stuff. Um, so kind of let me just lay out a timeline. So basically, um, there was never, I guess, a time when this first deal kind of was um, agreed upon. There was never a actual like um contract sent out to the players but there was a kind of an agreement that was saying okay yeah like we'll accept a prorated salary like if we're playing 82 games we'll just get however many games of our uh, prorated uh, contract that's what we'll be paid right and prorated means just like so for example if someone to play um 162 games they're they would be paid $30 million, right? So to play 82 games, if we make it easy to play 81 games, which is exactly half, they'd be paid $15 million because they're playing half the amount of games, so they get the half amount of, half amount of money, right? They're not, they're not getting the full amount of money um, even though they're playing half the games. So that, that wouldn't even make sense. So that's what prorated means. So that's kind of what was originally kind of agreed upon, just like, yeah, I mean, the owners want to get things going, Players want to play, prorated salary makes sense. And for the season to start, the first week of July, you have to, this training camp needs to start June 10th, which is, it's, that's, or spring training, I should say, not training camp. Spring training needs to start June 10th. Um, so, you know, that's, rise of, you know, that's pr- coming up here soon, right? Um, and so what happened was then, I think it would have been May 24th or 26th. I can't remember the exact date. But what happened was the owners then sent out a, a deal to the MLB MLBPA, which is the Major League Baseball Players Association. Um, they sent out a deal that said they want 50-50 revenue split with the players. Now, what does this mean? This is completely different than what has been on the table before and what has been negotiated in their collective bargaining agreement. So, baseball is very different from, for example, basketball and football because there is no salary cap in baseball. And what this 50-50 revenue split deal is basically putting a salary cap um, on on the league for this season because it's not they're not would not be paid what their contracts what they've negotiated up to this point it'd just be the revenue split so it's putting a salary cap you know on on the league so what what is you know what's the right thing to do what like you know it's just this is where it gets a little bit more muddy right like okay well why why did the owners even you know had this deal put forward 
um, well, the example or what they have been saying is that they are projected to lose a lot more money or projected to lose more money. So they need a revenue split so they can uh, take back their losses, right? Well, you know, the players are saying, well, that doesn't make sense because they they believe that they that the 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 numbers that they're showing that they're actually not really going to lose as much as they've been saying and they're just trying to get as as close to the their bottom line as is as if the pandemic never would happen as they can so it's hard because everyone's you know saying you know the players have come out saying you know we're not taking that deal it's for example the what has, what has been said is that um it's been about two-thirds uh less their contract so that's kind of what the like for example the 50 50 50 revenue split so most most players would be getting two-thirds less than what they've been um you know what they would be paid so they wouldn't even um it's not half like like it was going to be a prorated salary. So for an 82 games, they'd be they'd be getting two thirds less than their full salary. So it's it's tough because they're still would be would be getting paid most players millions of dollars. And you're like you're in a pandemic. Why are you not taking this money? All so many people have lost their jobs. You have an opportunity to still make hundreds of thousands and or millions of dollars. Why are you not taking this this deal? Yes, makes sense. And uh, that, that a lot of that perspective, um, a lot of the you know people players push, putting stuff on social media as well is I think some of that also comes from their agents, especially the big time agents who they you know for example an agent only gets like on average 5% of the of their whoever they're representing their money, right? So if for example Garrett Cole, he's making whatever it is, 40 million a year, I don't know. If his if his agent gets 5%, but then his salary gets reduced 2 thirds, he's making considerably less off of that deal. And so the agents are definitely having a push in uh trying to get back to that prorated salary. But, I mean, that's just how it is anyway. How it is all the time, I mean. Um, but, I don't know. It's just, it is a tough look because who's going to be blamed? Most likely the players um, because they're the ones not taking the money. The money it, the money is still there. There is still money there. However, it's not at the point that was collectively bargained. So, it's for, let me try to set it out an example like this. You're at a job. You get a contract. You sign this contract, but then your your employer, you know, let's say six months later, then says, actually, this contract, I can't pay you what was been on, what was on this contract. You're like, that makes no sense. We really signed a contract. It you know, you are going against what the contract said. That's kind of what the owners are kind of saying here. You know. Um, and it's hard because when you're an owner and even just an owner of a business, you have to, you're taking on substantial risk, right? The, the employees should not be taking on this certain risk of losing money and the type of, you know, you're paying your, um, employee 
if you fire them or lay them off, that's different. But if they're being employed by you, they should they should be paid whatever their contract was, right? Well, that's trying to owners are trying to change that, you know, and um, so it's tough. I hope I hope baseball gets back going again, but who knows? Now, the the last kind of thing that kind of throws a it, it throws a wrench in things that kind of, it, this is really I think kind of the breaking point of what is happening um, in in the negotiations because you can say well okay even taking two thirds less even if there say there's no pandemic involved but somehow something happens and it's it's two thirds they take two thirds less okay all right but I think the thing that's also being stuck up on the players is the amount of risk that they have to take now. Yeah, as in playing because and getting coronavirus and passing it to their families, so on and so forth. So they're acquiring this risk to play, to put on, to put on, you know, um, the television to be broadcasted, right? And that's making the money, right? The television rights, all this type of, all this type of stuff, and that's that's even people, the owners, and some fans. They're saying, well. Um, you know, baseball's it's been getting less and less popular and it's gonna if MLB does not play season, the sport is just gonna start dying and dying and it's just not gonna be, you know, it's not gonna be as as much money as it as it can and make as much money as it can. And that that's true, but also if you look at it, the um actually the amount of salaries has, you know, increased over the past it's been always increased and it hasn't stayed the same so it's always and what what's the reasoning behind that because you hear all these people saying oh baseball is getting less and less popular people are not watching it as much it's all about television it's all about regional television deals right so regional networks have broadcasts that they have to show they have to have, they have channels that they have to put some type of showing on this channel and so what goes on this certain channel? What 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 do they have broadcasting on it? Most of the time in the regional networks, it's baseball, MLB baseball, Major League Baseball. So they can negotiate these TV deals. So they could, so that's where they get a lot of that money that it's just increasing, increasing. Television has been, you know, getting bigger and bigger. So that's where a lot of that money is coming from. And so, you know, the players are saying, well, that's always going to be there. Television, television rights, television deals. That's always going to be there. So what if we take a year off? You know, it's still going. To, we're still going to be making this considerable amount of money. Like, we're not. We're not going to do a 50/50 revenue split and take this much less money because what's going to happen is the owners are going to think, oh, now we can use a salary cap. We're going to have fixed costs in our on our teams, and that they've already agreed to a 50/50 revenue split once. Why can't we? collectively bargain that in our next deal because they've already done it once why can't they do it again so it's just a lot of pushback you know this is what happens in negotiations people throw out i don't if i'm being honest i don't know if the owners truly expected the players to accept this deal you know it's just what negotiations happen you throw out a deal that's higher lower or it's you know it's definitely favored towards you and just try to get it closer or closer to that middle ground but I think the players are completely ignoring this deal and saying this is just like this is ridiculous. I'm not even coming. You're not even coming close to ours. We're completely ignoring it, and so that kind of has a that doesn't really do much in negotiations. So yeah, 
I just wanted to give out some some information, some facts, and you know, um, I hope it wasn't too boring. I hope it was kind of interesting. Um, you know, I I appreciate you guys listening this far, and uh, thanks for listening to episode nine of the mini pod.